Hey, what's going on? And welcome back to the Heading for Home podcast. Today's guest is Will Proctor. So Will and I have known each other for 10 years. I coached him as a little guy when he was 13, 14 years old. He was part of a team that went to the Little League Junior World Series and an extremely talented kid, one that we all knew was going to do some big things. And from there, he went to Miracosta High School, University of Georgia, finished his career at University of Michigan, and we all knew was going to do some you know terrific things on a baseball field. But sometimes, you know, as we found out before, you know, unexpected things happen. And so Will kind of had an injury that derailed the baseball side, but you know, led to something different. So it's a great conversation. We talk about that, you know, working through transitions, you know, when things don't go well and, and you know, how to, how to battle when things get tough. So hope you enjoy this one. Thanks so much. Sorry, I didn't know we were recording. No, no, I, you're good. Yeah. Congrats on the new job, by the way. Thanks, I'm man. stoked for Appreciate you. It. Back yeah, to the alma mater. God, it's crazy. It's been a crazy week. Um, you know, as a former player of mine, which is kind of funny to yeah. be sitting here with you. Very funny. It's uh, it's emotional because you have these connections with, you know, these kids that feel like your kids and you watch them grow up and you want to kind of be a part of their life. And then the other side of it is you got to remember you have your own two kids. Oh, for sure. And then that kind of, you know, that kind of trumps all at the end of the day. And that's, well, I mean, that's what it kind of came out to. It's like, you know, just from a family standpoint, it was tough to pass up. Well, not to mention, I mean, it's everybody's dream to go back to like your alma mater. You have so many good memories at Loyola. Yeah, no, I do. And, and you know, the irony is I was looking at the staff directory a couple of days ago and there's so many familiar faces, like oh, my sure. old teachers, yeah, yeah, yeah. guys have been there 35 years and it's, it's kind of crazy to look back and say, oh man, Mr. Portman is still there. Yeah, nicest so human true. being in the world. And you know, all these, these great people that were kind of, you know, semi mentors to me back in the day. So it's, it's exciting, man. Like I said, a lot of mixed emotions right oh, now. Oh, I can but, imagine. They're definitely excited. Well, I don't know if you remember, but I spent a year and a half at Loyola. I do. And, and that's kind of the weird subplot of this. Like, yeah. It just, the, I, the connection with yeah. Coast and Loyola. Yeah. So what uh, what was that experience like? I actually loved it. It okay. ended up being a couple of different reasons that I ended up going back to Costa. Yeah. Um, spent my freshman and a little bit of my sophomore year there. Yeah. But to this day, still some best friends from cool. Loyola. Nice. I mean, it's just a different experience as you can attest yeah, to. Yeah, it's it's going to school sure. with a bunch of dudes all day. Yeah, it's way different. <laughs> it's so different. Way different. All right, so let's back up, man. Yeah, Tell me how good. this whole baseball journey started. Yeah, um, you know, kind of similar to everybody else. I started in Manhattan Beach Little League. Um, was playing all these sports, and then kind of just realized that baseball was my path. That was a little better yeah. than the other sports. Um, thought I was going to play basketball at Duke. Quickly realized I was a six-one white kid from yeah. Manhattan Beach, not the target demographic. Um, but uh, my dad played baseball in college at Georgetown, which I know you know, yep. and so we were always a baseball family. Um, he was working for the Angels at the time, and really, I mean, it was just an obsession both in our house and for myself. So, high school rolls around. I played one year of basketball at Loyola. Yeah. Again, six one white kid. Yeah, um, yeah. Wasn't going to make it very far. No, you were decent though. You could play. It was decent for yeah. a freshman team player at yeah, Loyola. Yeah. Um, I'll call it what it is. Yeah. Um, ended up quitting basketball to fully dive into baseball. Yeah. Kind of didn't look back. Played in high school, obviously, in Michigan and Georgia the last couple of years. Yeah, definitely. So, so going back to when when you were in Little League, and, yeah. and that's when we kind of crossed paths. For sure. I mean, I always knew you were really good, and I. I remember calling, so I have a very close friend named Jay Ullman that I played of for course, at Harbor. Yeah. yeah, and I called him when we were in the Little League World Series together, and I said, hey, there's a kid you have to pay attention to. I know he's 14. I know we're, I'm dealing with you know, Little League All-Star type stuff. But that's the craziness about the, the industry now. Yeah. Like how people are getting recruited at 14. Yeah, no, I know. And I'm like, hey, man, you got to pay attention to this. Well, I appreciate you saying oh, that. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. So, all right, so you're in Manhattan Beach Little League. Mm -hmm. You're doing well. You know, at what point do you think, oh, maybe I could play this for a while? I was a little jaded in a positive sense. I always thought I was yeah. going to be the best baseball player of all time. I mean, confidence in that, in, in the big picture, was kind of always there. I mean, I laugh. My dad still gives me a hard time for this. He, uh, he, I was ragging on him, going like, Dad, like you don't understand. I'm way better than you were, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. You know? He goes, I know we laugh and we joke about it, but I was a, I was a pretty good player. You know, and I'm 12 at the time, and I go, Dad. You played at Georgetown. I could be there right now if I wanted. <laughs> so the uh, I definitely got served some humble pie yeah. as my career progressed. But um, I was definitely overly confident that, you know, I, I could make it. Yeah. And I think the cool thing is, is I was part of that group that you coached yeah. 
with, you know, Zach Chan, the Hammersteins, Brett Davis, like we had seven D1 baseball players on that. Yeah, it was. We have Lars Newbar, who's in the big leagues, Sean McGrew, who played D1 football at Washington. Washington yeah. So you're getting these guys, you're surrounded with guys where it's like, it's almost the expectation yeah. that within a friend group you have, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. No, yeah. that's, that's a great point. And I think, you know, we always talk about as coaches now. It's funny. I forget I played. I'm, I now think so much like a coach, but like <laughs> putting you really? yourself, yeah, putting yourself around the right people. And that in, in essence is what you had is you had a bunch of guys that we were, were really lucky. good and, and knew you're going to be good. And it's like, we're going to work. We're going to put, put but our time. in. Everybody drove each other. It was that kind of thing where it's like, you really think you're going to play D1? Well, push yourself then yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. That's it's awesome. interesting. You say that you think like a coach because to me, you're like the quintessential players coach <laughs> where it's like, everybody wants to play for you. Right. That's and so nice I got to you. think you're still thinking like a player though. Yeah. I don't know if I think like a player. I just know how hard it is to play I mean, and how humbling the freaking game is it relentlessly. It blows my mind that coaches still don't give that kind of credit. No, I know. It's so Tori Lovello, who okay. I remain close with, just, you know, obviously manager of the Diamondbacks, mm -hmm. just got the all time lead for managing wins with the Diamondbacks history. We were with Cleveland. I remember we were struggling and he was pissed off. Like he's, he's frustrated. We can't get a runner in from third with less than two outs. Yeah. You know, we can't throw up a zero on the mound. And he looks at us and goes, guys, as pissed as I am, I still remember looking down the barrel that bad and knowing how hard this is. <laughs> it's so true. But freaking pick it up. And then yeah. we, st we started winning. But it's just, I remember him saying that. And the thought was, you know, now it's like, I'm never going to forget that because it's, it's, so it's a hard game. Well, this is this is the last compliment I'll give you, so it's not good. A, <laughs> um, but it's it's those guys that you want to play for the guys that you're not scared of them getting pissed at you, yeah. but you're almost scared of disappointing them. Oh, it's scared's the wrong word, but it's like I think of you. I think of Eric Backage at Michigan, who yeah. it was one of the best post game speeches I've ever heard from a coach. You know, we just got romped by like 17 runs, and it was my first loss at Michigan. I was only there for a year. He pulls us together in the dugout, and I'm like, here we go. We're about to get our asses handed to us, that kind of thing. And he goes, guys, we're playing tomorrow. I mean, it's the simple things like that where it's like, go get them tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, we had to lose, right? Nobody thought we were going to win every game. Yeah. And it's those little things that really stick with you where you're like, you don't want to disappoint this guy. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah. And I love playing for somebody like that. Yeah. That's that's great. I mean, that's huge. And so take us. So you're, you're at Miracosta. Mm -hmm. You have a great career there. You're going to Georgia. Area code guy. Um, you know, obviously tons of promise. You're going to Georgia. Yeah. What was the Georgia experience like? So actually going back, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't have that great of a career at Costa. I was a bit of, I never really showed it, but I was a bit of a head case in yeah. terms of my own process and experience. Yeah. I just put so much pressure on myself that I couldn't enjoy it all that much because it felt very businessy Yeah. where I was like, I think I should be doing this. So if I go to college, I'm a failure. Yeah. Or if I do this, I'm a failure. And so I had a lot of baggage with that, but, um, I was lucky that I performed well in some of the area code kind of stuff, went to Georgia and, uh, it was a unique experience. I yeah. loved my time there. Yeah. Loved, loved, loved. But I mean, you can attest has a, yeah. we basically had the same trajectory yeah, in that. Yeah, for sure. We both grew up in this area, total like surf communities. Yep. And then go to the SEC. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's way different. It's a different beast. So you get there freshman year. Yeah. Tell me, are you playing? Are you sitting? What's that so like? So I was... I was playing surprisingly quite a bit. I, um, we had an insane recruiting class, yeah. which was a bit new for Georgia. We were kind of on the turnaround, yep. um, but we were lucky that we were on the turnaround. We started like seven freshmen. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was one of them. I played second base, um, got quite a few, quite a bit of playing time. Yeah. I think I started like 40 something games. Um, yeah, it was a lot. I had some good numbers too. Had some decent for, numbers. For a freshman and For a freshman, yeah, yeah. It was like 240 or something. Um, so I, I definitely played, but it, it kind of goes back to that uh, that same mentality I had in high school where I was like, I'm a failure. Yeah. And it, it's something that I just wasn't mature enough to realize at the time, that it kind of takes being out of that to step back and go, man, I wish I enjoyed it more. I wish I didn't, I wasn't so hard on myself. Yeah. Because I'll get to it later in the conversation, but... I think that's what ultimately ended to me leaving being a position player yeah. and starting pitching. Yeah. So yeah, I would say I found some success, but was so hard on myself that I wasn't able to enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, it's look, it's, it's a hard game. Oh yeah. And again, like 240, 260, Hey, look, 300, that's great, but you're still getting out seven out of 10 times. So and true. it feels, you know, it, it can weigh on you if you're not used to 
any kind of failure or you've been really good your whole life. Yeah. And it's all about the perspective. Yeah. I mean, I look back now and I'm like, if I see a kid, Dansby Swanson. Yeah. What do you get? Two at bats his freshman year? Did he? Yeah. yeah it was nothing. I mean, really? he was at Vanderbilt. You're at these big programs where it's very easy to lose that self-confidence and go, man, I'm not playing or I'm playing and not having immediate success. Yeah. And so it gets really tough like that. I'm sure you had it when you, I mean, you had the benefit of a couple years of junior yeah, college. That helped. So you're a little sure. more mature, but it's still tough going to that new environment. Yeah. And I think what you also, you have expectations on what, who they are. Yeah. That really isn't true. You oh, think completely. they're you know, King Kong in a baseball uniform. And they're not, they're, they're really good baseball players. Is they'd also get out. It's the laundry that changes it for you. Yeah, yeah, If exactly. you're playing these guys in backyard baseball, you're like, I can handle it. Yeah. The second they throw on a Florida Gators uniform, yeah, you're, you're like, like, oh, we're screwed. Yeah, Ryan Sheely's really good. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Pat Osborne. I don't know if I can get him out. But. So what was your mentality going in being a junior? So you had a couple of years under your belt before you started in the SEC. That's a good question. So I, I'll never forget. I had a I had a really close family friend, guy I respect the heck out of, said, you're going to Florida. And I'm, I've mentioned this before, but you're going to Florida. Aren't you worried you're not going to play? Yeah. And I remember that. Off, yeah, that was yeah. like, the hell I'm not. Yeah, like, I'm not man. going out there to sit. So mm -hmm. so that that type of stuff drove me. And also, I was two years older. Yeah. I'd had success at Harbor. Um, you know, not total success. Had some downs as well. Oh, but, come on. You had success, though. Yeah, yeah. Generally success. Um but I remember that like pissing me off and to the point where I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll never forget the first, we had a scrimmage and my first time on the mound, I, I was, I was two way at that time. Yeah. First time on the mound, I had a split going that day and it didn't really you're, translate. You're closing at this point. Yeah. No, I was just whatever. Oh, okay. I was just, they were trying to find roles and mm -hmm. this was early. This is fall ball. And Lopez wrote a bunch of, you know, had notes on his thing, brought me in the office. He's talking to all the different guys and shows me a thing. It says devastating split. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, I'm the guy. Yeah. Like a, a guy can do this. It's and true. I, and it was enough velocity to where it was like, you know, back in the day, lefty through 87, 88 was pretty good. Yeah. And you're so making like, some money. Yeah. I was like, all right, here we go. And so that, that kind of springboarded me a little bit to where I'm like, okay, I can kind of do this. But I would say. The first weekend in Miami was when I realized that's opening weekend. Opening second weekend, I didn't pitch opening weekend. Opening weekend on the road in Miami, I threw against them at their place, and they ended up winning the national championship that mm -hmm. year. And I dominated. You carved, yeah, I carved them. And so. that probably, I mean, it's that crazy was, what early success does yeah. for you. Yep. It's like I look at uh, talking about how how tough it is for a newbie or a freshman in in a league like the SEC. Yeah. Cole Wilcox, if you know the name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Set the record for third-round signing bonus, like yep. two and a half million, up to 100 miles an hour. Yep. He came in, turned down first-round money out of high school. 100 mile an hour with a 92-mile-an-hour slider. Yeah, filthy. Like, come on, dude, right? And we play Dayton, I think it was, opening weekend. So somebody that, good players, right? But mm -hmm. we're supposed to beat up on. He comes in and just gets slapped around the park. And you just quickly realize that it's like, everybody's great yeah yeah no everybody's for sure. 100 miles an hour yeah and these kids are just slapping it around that's crazy it's just a different beast yeah, yeah no i know it's very impressive so why why the switch to pitching so it was a little bit about i have a funny story about it and okay. then it was a little bit about my own insecurities i mean i was really struggling with baseball at yeah. my freshman year yeah far from home you know for the first time ever um just really struggling mentally i was like yeah. this isn't fun I should be way better. Why am I struggling? And I, the some of the other guys around me, Cam Shepard, Aaron Shunk, like yeah, these guys was were, Emerson Hancock there yet? He wasn't. He was a year below us. Okay, um, but uh, some of the other position players just had immediate success and were yeah. just killing it. I mean, yeah. Cam Shepard's going to the USA team, so I'm. I mean, it's only natural to start comparing yourself to these For sure, guys, especially going, when they're on your team, right? And he's the shortstop. I'm the second baseman. He's my roommate, and I'm like. He's on the USA team. I'm hitting two four. Why am I so bad? Yeah. You know, and it sucks. At this point in my life, I'm like, man, he couldn't just enjoy that. Yeah. But so it was a bit of that, and then a bit of. So I wanted to try pitching, seeing if it was going to be make me happier. Almost. Yes. Um, and then on the flip side, it was Cam Shepard and then Christian Ryder were my two roommates. We would always give each other a hard time, going like, Christian was a pitcher, we were infielders. We we're like, dude, we could throw harder than you. That kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. you know, just yeah. like chatter, kind of. He's like, no, come on, man, come on. And so we went, both went on the mound and I ended up hitting 92, just like kind of messing around. Yeah. And the pitching coach was like, try it if you want. Yeah, yeah exactly. 100%. Yeah. And so I ended up going.
going to summer ball that year, pitched and hit. I got kind of like late innings. They yeah. tossed me a bone. I remember that, by the way. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Yeah. I was throwing fastball and anything other than a fastball was about out of the park. Yeah. It was not good. But um, I was lucky that I learned it was, uh, who's the pitcher with the hammer on the Astros? McCullers. McCullers. Yeah. He had the Sports Illustrated article where he's showing the knuckle curve. Oh, interesting. My dad sent it to me because, I mean, I'm not lying. Like, I had no breaking ball, no yeah. change up. It was bad, bad, bad. And he sent me that picture just of the cover, and I saw it, played catch with it that day, and the curveball was the reason I was able to keep pitching. So. Yeah, well, and you had a great vo- great fastball, too. It's not like it was just... It's, it's funny, though. I was... So, my junior year, I was the Saturday starter. Yeah. And it was Emerson, who you yep. mentioned on Friday, Tony Losey on Sunday. Okay. And then Cole Wilcox would be typically the guy relieving me. Yeah, that's he, interesting. He's a, fre- he's a freshman. Yeah, right? yeah, of course, yeah. But in the reason one of the reasons they did that was Emerson's 97-99. Yep. Tony on Sunday's 96-98. Cole's 98 to 100. Yeah. And I'm... You're the breakout guy. I'm 94. Yeah, that's exactly. like thumbing it in there. <laughs> So God, I, was, I was the changed. soft toss. Yeah. yeah. You're the soft righty at exactly. 94. Yeah. God, that's crazy. So, so, so great, you know, good junior year, right? So I didn't get to fully see my junior year. So I pitched out of the pen my whole sophomore year, still hit BP, was yeah. fielding here and there. Um, pretty much completely gave up on being a position player. Yeah. And I was lucky that I was pretty successful out of the pen my sophomore year. Yep. First year really pitching, which was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, went to the Cape, started for the first time, did had some success there, and came back and really started to figure things out as a pitcher. I had about a year under my belt at this point, started to learn some things, and so was put into the weekend rotation. Yeah. Um, and then threw really good my first start. Second start felt weird, weird, weird. I mean, spraying balls against the backstop yeah. kind of thing. Couldn't throw a strike. Like, and that was kind of my thing. I was like, yeah. if I'm the soft thrower, quote unquote, yeah, you gotta throw strikes, better yeah. throw some strikes, yeah. right? And uh, I mean, it was bad. Yeah. Woke up the next morning and my arm was locked up. Could not feel it at all. Yeah. Um, tried to throw the next day, tears in my eyes. Yeah. Tried to throw the next day, tears in my eyes, went up to my coach and I was like, man, I can't throw up. Like, I don't know what's up. Yeah. He goes, all right, rest a little bit. We'll scratch you from the start this weekend. Come back. That next week I threw and they were like, just see what you got. I threw one as hard as I could. I was so frustrated. I was like, I'm going to throw this as hard as I could. Talked to my bullpen catcher and I was like, how hard do you think that was? It was like 70. Oh gosh. And I mean, tears in my eyes yeah, trying yeah. to do it. I'm like, I, I'm in bad shape. Yeah. Um, ended up waiting. Kate tried to come back for a Vanderbilt weekend. I was going to like do a spot start. This is now three months later. Yeah. Gosh. No, I guess uh, I went out, came out of the pen at South Carolina and was throwing, I shook off everything that wasn't a curveball. Yeah. Because that was the only thing that didn't like truly bring tears to my eyes. Um, ended up just thumbing some curveballs in there. <laughs> got through an inning. Yeah. Which was pretty I good. I know that feeling. I was all stoked. I mean, literally coming back, just ripping plyo balls. Because the yeah. second I get cold, I know it's game over. Yep. Um, come back, spiked the first couple warm-up pitches 10 feet. My first pitch in the outing was 79, fastball. Oh, jeez. End up getting the guy on two curveballs to pop out. Coach comes out and he's like, was that a fastball? I was like, yeah. And he goes, you're done. Like, we can't have you getting hurt. Yeah. And then uh, that was my last outing at Georgia. Really? Yeah. So that was junior year. Never got back junior year. Um, Ended up tearing everything in my shoulder. Weirdly enough, we hit a home run against Vanderbilt. Yep. And I was going to try to come back. Lifted my arms, like, after I was hurt at this point. And it popped out completely. God, that's crazy. And so, so I had I'm, to walk I'm up thinking to of your sophomore year when we would watch you. Turtle would be like, hey, Will's throwing. Yeah, Turtle, love you, buddy. Yeah, Will's closing. So we'd watch and you, dude, you're so, you freaking nasty. And we're just like, oh, man, that is, that's legit right there. Well, I appreciate there. you saying that. So junior year is the crazy one. Man. Yeah, so, uh, and then that was it for Georgia because that was my junior year. Didn't get to play that year because I got hurt. Yeah. Ended up having surgery. Um it was a pretty rare thing too. It was Julio Urias had the same injury. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to go to Neil Elitrosh, oh, his did doctor. You go doc- yeah, 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 yeah. He invented the surgery. Yeah, actually. that's true. Yeah. Gnarly doctor. I yeah, mean, he's how, the best. He's the best. And yeah. how fortunate am I to get that? Um I didn't know this at the time, but when I got put under, he told my parents, he's like, He does he play another position? I was like, No. 
well, he might want to look into another position other than pitcher. Oh, wow. And thank God for my parents who never told me that until I finished baseball. That's smart. Like, yeah. So nice. Of them. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so so what was that like? So so obviously you're 90, 94, you have a good breaking ball, and and now you're under the knife. What did, you know, what was that experience like knowing that am I coming back? What is yeah, that? You know, what does my tough. road to recovery look like? Um. The road to recovery. So it was really tough for me because that was really when I was starting to get quite a bit of attention. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah. it was like where projection, I mean, all that BS kind of thing, right? Um, I was getting really excited about it, yeah. as I should. I mean, it's my draft year. I'm all excited. And then to high, high, high. Oh, my God, I might never touch a baseball again. Yeah. And that freaked me out. I mean, a lot of nights crying, yeah. I'll be honest. It was tough because that was up until that point in my life. I mean, baseball was my identity. Yeah. There was nothing else like I mean, I'm not afraid to admit I didn't try hard in school because I had baseball. Like, it was that makes everything. two of us. Yeah, it's so true, right? Because I mean, think about it. You, you think, yeah, you think I'm going to play in the big leagues. What am I worried about this English paper for? And I think that's an attitude that kind of gets you. There. You almost need that attitude. A little bit, not yeah, to say sure. don't try in school. Like, yeah, but of you course. need you need to have that inner belief that you think it's going to happen. Yeah, it doesn't matter what anybody else. And thinks, the guy's telling you, you hey, you might not play at Florida, and the only reason you did play at Florida is because you were sitting there like. Yeah, the hell, this guy, this guy doesn't you know? know what he's talking about. Yeah, and that's the reason you got to that level. Um, so that was tough. I uh, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of crying. Yeah, you know. Um, ended up coming back, never quite there. Uh, I'm at a year at this point, so I'm I'm gonna come back my couple months into senior season, my redshirt junior season. Yeah. Um, kind of a blessing in disguise. I was probably throwing 71. Oh wow! At this point, I mean, it was bad, bad, bad. COVID hit. Oh. COVID hit. Right. So pause season. So I have a bit of a save, save there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not having to throw this year. Yeah. Um, but there goes my rehab too. Yep. It was, you're not allowed to come to the facility. Oh. So gosh. I'm. And, and just so people know, surgery's great. You can have the best surgeon in the world, but the rehab is everything. It's everything. If you oh want to come God. back. Yeah. It's everything. And I had the best. Sean Boland at Georgia. I mean, in. They spare no expense. Yeah, I can imagine. School. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, it was, I'd wake up, red laser therapy in the morning and then go, I'm gnarly stuff. They're wow. like, go sleep in an oxygen chamber, go get cryotherapy. <laughs> like, I mean, it's football top school. Yeah, it's football SEC. School. Yeah. That's the difference. I mean, it is crazy. And I'm having anybody that wants, is willing to help, helps you. I mean, it's, it's. That's cool. What you have access to. Yeah, it's no, crazy. I agree. And so now that's all out the door. And I'm living in Athens, Georgia, playing catch with a football with my girlfriend to try to keep my arm moving kind oh, of thing. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So. How's her hands? Good? Oh, bad. She couldn't catch the ball? No, it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was working on her for a while. I mean, it got to the point where we ended up sneaking into the facility a couple it, times. Yeah, I can imagine. And I was getting her on a driveline program, trying to get her up. <laughs> so we got her to 47 miles an hour. Nice. So proud of, proud yeah. of my girlfriend yeah. for that one. Um, yeah, so stayed out there, was still having the hopes of all right, I'm throwing 70 miles an hour. Maybe somebody will pick me on what I did in the past kind yeah. of thing. Um, some, Still some calls, but few and far in between. Yeah. And it it became pretty apparent I was not going to get a call. Yeah. And so I ended up moving back here, um, training with Sean Isaac yep. at Joe Bimel. Yep, good who stuff. I know you've had yeah, on, the, yeah. on the podcast Joe's a couple the times. Joe's the man, yeah, yeah. Great dude. Um, and Sean. Sean's outstanding too. I mean, Sean yeah. was my, I mean, worked with me every day on yeah. Because, you know, I lost mechanics. I was losing everything, right? Yep. And I just never quite got it back. So I ended up committing to Michigan with the extra year um, and was 70, 74. When you committed? Yeah. Really? I mean, I've told Eric Backage this at the point, but I was like almost hiding what I was. Yeah, they like, were, like, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, constant anxiety of like being found out kind of thing. Dude, I know that feeling. Yeah. So uh, quick quick tangent no go for it 2004 you give it to me great year mm -hmm. you know win two titles triple a and and high a is that the perfect game perfect year? game let's go great year million different reasons you know great great staff played for tory that year mm -hmm. million different great things go to the fall league go to see tom house before trying to get dialed in maybe don't Totally pick up his translation on some things, so my arm isn't feeling great going into the fall league. And sorry to interrupt. That's when he kind of first introduced the weighted balls, right? Or was I that not no? Yet? I was a little before that. Okay. I was doing more of the momentum down the mound. Mm -hmm. You could have just said you're old. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm old. Yeah, yeah, I'm 42. Yeah, yeah, super old. Um, but so I didn't really pick up the translation. Saw him once. Tried to take that to Arizona. Didn't go well. Oh, Arm, you bought in though. You were I, like, I was like, this. look, yeah, I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah. You know, because when I was with him, it looked good. Oh yeah, and he, he's so smart. Yeah, and he yeah. Like, says all these big words. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So, so I take it to the fall league. Very quickly, I realized this doesn't work for me mm-hmm. in current state. I maybe have to figure this out sure. in a different way. Arizona Fall League doesn't go great. Not bad, have some good moments, but doesn't go great. But arm starts to bark. Nothing, Elbow, nothing bad. Shoulder. shoulder, bicep tendonitis. Legitimately, not fun. Not fun. And, and your l- mind's going, "Oh my god, I yeah. never throw again." Like yeah, it's, yeah, it, it the hurts, hurts like hell. Yeah, and long story short, I go to spring training next year. I'm Rule Five by the Rockies. Okay. And you talk about not wanting to be seen ever. Like yeah. you're totally new, and they're coming to see your bullpens, and you got eighty. That's it. Not and to not, mention, I mean, they just picked you to be on the 40-man, right? Well, no, Rule it was five. the minor league version. Oh, okay. So, triple-A version. But so, still. But like, yeah, no, still. They're taking a chance on you. They're taking a chance, you. and they think you're going to be good. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was. And so, I'm playing catch with the pitching coordinator, Jimmy Wright, yeah. and I'm like, just acting like I'm taking it easy, but that is all I got, man. And it's such a fine line between like wanting to push it to be like, oh my God, no, like this is what I have. Yeah. As opposed to, I might hurt myself. Yeah, I, for sure. If I go a little for bit. sure. So, so what was that like? Did you end up hiding a little bit? A thousand percent. I'd throw a bullpen and I'd hope nobody would be there. And if they were there, I'd just, you know, act like I was just trying to just locate. getting some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Been not, there. No bueno. So I know no the feeling, bueno. dude. Yeah, it's not a fun feeling. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I kind of hit it where I would get a lot of calls from schools because it was right when they opened up the, uh, yeah, the transfer portal. portal. Yep. And so it was like free game, right? Yep. So I was getting a lot of calls from people that had played against me, that kind of thing, that maybe didn't know I had been hurt. Yeah. And they were like, can we see some pen video? <laughs> Ooh, you know, I'm just throwing in my backyard. I don't have any video. Yeah. I mean, lying through my teeth, yeah, right? Yeah, of course, Which, yeah. I mean, that's my to. only yeah, option. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm getting asked like, yeah, yeah, but like, what are you at? I'm like, um, I'm close. Like just <laughs> yeah. speaking in code yeah, the whole exactly. time. So it was actually through Blake Beers, who I know you know. Yeah, um, great guy. And we were throwing. He's, I mean, one of my best friends in the world. And he was like, dude, you got to go to Michigan. I was like, yeah, I mean, that sounds great. And so they ended up calling and he attested. He vouched for me and was like, wow. he will work his ass off. He will get, yeah. I promise. He looks good. Yeah. Like, that's all he said. Um, and so I got offered from Michigan, committed. Before, I was like, they're, they're going to find me out. Yeah. And I was like, all right, but I have a month and a half till I get to campus. I'll figure it out by then. My last bullpen before campus was I hit 81. Okay. And I was like, I'm throwing gas, baby. Yeah, yeah there we like, go. I'm, I'm, I'm in the 80s now. Yeah, I'm set. Give me seven more miles an hour and I'm playable. And then I had the Keith Ramsey in Colorado experience where they're like, all right, go throw a bullpen. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You know? And Here we go. Throwing, and they're like, uh, is that all you have? And I was like, oh, yeah. I, did you not want just a nice, easy bullpen? No, next time I'll throw a little harder, that yeah. kind of thing. Ended up getting hurt again. Oh, so geez. missed the whole fall. Yeah. And I'm the new guy, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so it's exactly what you said. I want to show that I'm like, I'm not some washed up fifth year, you know? Yeah. And so came back in the spring and you know how you have that spring season before mm-hmm. the real season? Yep. Didn't throw a pitch over 83. Got smacked around. Yeah. I mean, I probably had four inner squad outings. And it was not good. Yeah. ERA north of 15, oh, which, gosh, and this yeah. is all foreign, right? Like, yeah. And I'm sitting there like every second of the day, I'm stretching my arm because I'm still in pain. Yeah. And it's just, I just, I'm not myself. Yeah. And then I, bad, 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 right? Never a good outing. So my first outing at Michigan, we were in Texas because of these, they did these COVID pods. Ninth inning on game, like five of the weekend. I'm not going to throw because I'm yeah. literally the worst pitcher on the staff at this point. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> like truly. And I'm not exact. I mean, yeah. it's, it's bad, bad, bad. And I'm 81 with a flat fastball with no off speed. And I have no idea where it's So going. no break, breaking ball didn't come back. Oh, terrible. I mean, if I threw any curveball and again, that was, that was my bread and butter. Yeah. It's either getting smacked or it's 10 feet behind the batter. Got it. Okay. And I'm changing arm angles, trying to find yep. anything. Ninth inning rolls around. They're like, get Isaiah Page hot, right? So he's warming up. Our, our pitcher ends up getting hurt on the mound. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, all right, go Isaiah. And at this point, my arm's still in bad shape. So I need an hour and a half to yeah. get somewhat warm. <laughs> and then back itch, Michigan's coach who, I mean, hung the moon, like I said earlier. Yeah. He goes, no, get Proctor. This will be his first outing. I'm like, fuck. I haven't warmed up or anything. 
So I take the jog out to the bullpen and they're like, hey, since he got hurt, take as long as you want. Okay. And if the umpire <laughs> the, tells the poor me, other team, yeah. if the umpire tells me to take as long as I want, I took about 20 minutes getting yeah. warm. I mean, I'm starting with some tosses, like doing That's this. Beautiful. That. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And something about adrenaline, I ended up going one, two, three and hit like 88. And I was like, oh, oh my geez. God, crazy jump. And yeah. so that whole year from that was a lot of one day my arm would feel great and I could hit 89 and get some outs. I ended up changing to a slider yeah. that I just had to pick up. Yep. And then the other day I'd be throwing 82 off the backstop. Yeah, got it was it. just all up and down. And did could you realize early, like when you were in the pen, did you know which day it was going to be or would that be more it on was the mound? all the pain. I mean, it was the pain. So it was if my arm felt like there was a knife in it, yeah. I knew anything I throw over the plate was going to be smacked. Yeah. If it didn't feel like there was a knife in there, I, I was going to yeah. get some outs. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Brandon Inge, who was, I don't yeah, know, yeah, you know course, Brandon yeah. Inge, um, he was our volunteer at Michigan. Yeah. So he was a long time, played for the Tigers for like 10 years, 12 I years? I think 13, ended up going to Oakland for a yeah. 14th. Yeah. And like all-star. Yeah, Played for in sure. a couple World Great Series. third baseman. Yep. But the biggest thing, and I can attest to this having played for him, locker room like glue guy yeah like oh, he is the yeah. dude yeah but what really helped me is he had a very similar story to us where he just signs with oakland for a couple million dollars last year of his career they bring him in to be this glue guy locker room guy play third hit hit third mm -hmm. and he had the same thing he had a torn shoulder oh really okay. and so he said before i mean his arm's stupid in terms of freak athletes to this day yeah he's a freak okay freak 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 and he couldn't make it across couldn't oh, make the geez. throw yeah it's so and so, so he completely changed the way he played and was just crying yeah i mean a grown all grown man all-star crying and so he really he really helped me get through it yeah i can imagine but, uh, as much as i could so yeah dude that's what's so crazy about this freaking game is that it's become so mental it's not a physical oh game it's a, it's a mental game isn't it crazy yeah like just how how fast you can go from being the worst to the best or the best to the worst with the yeah. exact same talent the exact same stuff. <laughs> like you're just like. So you bring up a funny story, and, give it and to me. my my producer Zach will remember this guy. But there was a guy named John As Asahina. Okay. And he was with the Marlins, came over somehow to the Rockies. I wasn't. I was already, or he was already there when I got there. And he's having just a ridiculous year with us at Double A in Tulsa. Pitcher. Nothing, pitcher. Nothing about him is great. He's like 90, 92 sinker, little slider change up and i'm struggling so i go up to him one day i'm like dude asahina what do you got man like what you know you're you're, you're pitching great what do yeah, you think about yeah what do you think about up there and he holds up his pinky goes for me the world is the size of this pinky and i'm i'm the one looking at it and i'm ab i'm above it all you know, I'm kind of lording above it all, and I'm thinking to myself, "What the hell are you talking this about?" This man's wild. Yeah, this. Yeah, what is? But the point is, he'd been struggling his whole career. Yeah, he was bad in, the year before in Florida or something like that. Creates this perspective, kind of, that works for him, and yeah. then I'll, like then he's dealing. And he Completely. had a great year that year. I think he was an All Star. He probably won like 12 games. Fantastic year in 2005 with the Rockies. How about that? But just like the mindset change and then goes it's with the that. mindset. Yeah. It was, I mean, when I was really thrown really well, my sophomore, junior year. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I was a theater minor in college. Did not. Yeah. yeah how about that yeah. little, uh, high school musical action? Yeah. There you go. Um, but I, I'm a very happy go lucky kind of player. Yeah. Never really show emotion kind of thing. Yep. And we did this exercise in theater where it was about acting, right. And mm -hmm. how much you can change your, who you are by pretending to embody somebody else. Yep. And so when I was pitching, I don't know if you ever saw me, but I was like an angry, yeah, angry, I saw angry that. guy. I mean, you were a whole different dude. Cussing, cussing under my breath, you yeah. know, like getting mad at myself. Me and you, dude. Remind, right? You reminded me of me <laughs> back so when true. I played. It's so true. No, I know. I remember you were like that. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy what that mindset did, like where you're having to come off and calm yourself down after yeah. and being a completely different mentality on the mound. So why'd you go there? Did you have to? Yeah. As a pitcher? I did. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. I was just a very passive, 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 passive as a position player. Like, I was, like, not always wanting the ball hit to me. Yeah. Going, oh, I hope he throws me a fastball because if he, I mean, overthinker yeah. to the max. Yeah. And it just became very primal. I know Alan Jager, I think it yeah, is, has sure. the, yeah. what are the three? It's, like, primal when. I don't know. I, I don't know Alan's uh, S hits the fan. Yeah, it's, yeah. You become one of these. Uh, Hoper, you wish. 
Like if you oh, throw balls over the middle, okay, yeah. you wish they don't get hit. They're different kind of personalities. Okay, and one of them is primal. And mine was totally primal where if things go south, you're just going to try to fire things at them. Yeah. And I definitely had that, which was a balancing act of it really worked for me because I wouldn't think and I'd just attack, attack, attack. Yeah. But it could also get bad bad fast. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. And but I'm sure you was the I'm sure you were the exact same way. Yeah. You're just yeah. trying to attack, attack, attack. You get yeah, you get anger and then it becomes two oh, here it comes. Mm-hmm. I'm coming right after you and yeah. then they turn it around. You're like, Oh well. Right, Especially when you're throwing eighty one <laughs> yeah. with no off speed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> doesn't work being aggressive. No, no it does not. <laughs> Trust me, you, you I know should that turn into a well. hoper at that point. <laughs> just come on, please yeah. don't hit it. Yeah. Pop this one up, please. It's so true. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so Michigan year. Tell yeah. me about it. So, it was, I mean, from I obviously the pitching side was up and down, but from a experience standpoint, experience good? standpoint, I mean, the best. Yeah, it, it was not to say that my Georgia experience wasn't anything but the absolute best because I loved, loved, loved it. But I was at a school at Georgia where I was one of two out of staters on a given year. Yeah, which what a unique experience, and I'm sure you had the same yep. thing at Florida for sure. Um, and I go to Michigan, and it's a majority California school. Yeah. I mean, my cousin went there. Blake's there. Right? Yeah. I mean, my roommates at Michigan are Blake Beers, who was a childhood yeah. friend. Logan Pollock, childhood friend. Yeah, that's right. Ro- Danny Zimmerman. Yeah, Danny Redondo, Redondo guy. Yeah. Those are my three roommates. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm living back home again. Yeah, exactly. And it was just such a blast. Um, kind of didn't get to enjoy it the full way because I was so all-consumed with hoping I could throw. Yeah. But in terms of the coaching staff, the people loved it nice i mean truly eric backage i know i've said it a million times but he's awesome there's no wonder they made it to the world series that year yeah i mean that man's perspective he's the one he's he takes ground balls with you every day yeah i mean no jackets in the winter because that shows weakness he's that guy he's <laughs> yeah, gnarly nice. like beautiful that. i love it yeah taking his shirt off if it's snowing yeah <laughs> just because he's the toughest out there i mean truly if i could recommend it i mean i'd recommend georgia and michigan but to play for Eric Backage. Yeah. Mean, okay. Do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, if I ever come back as a player, I'll I mean, try to find I'll, Eric I'll be Backage. rooting for yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, your boys when they when they get old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Next thing can... you know, they'll be recruited at twelve. Yeah. No, I doubt it. I don't know about mine. Somebody else's. Um, I don't know. Weren't you uh, working on their left arm when they were still in the crib? I was, and then it not, didn't, no, didn't not take. Not to out you. No, it didn't take. You know what? I will say this on the psycho dad part. Both my kids hit left-handed, I and know. and they. I don't think they started hitting left-handed. That was a really? forced thing. Well, oh, yeah. my favorite story is that when Bodie's your first, yeah, and when he was in the crib, you're literally doing little oh, yeah. exercises yeah, with his left, left arm. I was, yeah, doing movements like little pronation yeah, to make like, sure he has exactly. that strength. And he's right-handed, so no, you're shows what that, yeah, shows what that <laughs> did. Um, all right, so you're finished at Michigan. You're 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 kind of finishing with baseball. What's that been like? So I wasn't sure. It was Michigan. The season ended. Yeah. Um, and I still had another year because of oh, that's right COVID yeah. and my surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really I was weighing my options. It yeah. was still a little bit of like maybe somebody will sign me. So I'm kind of making my rounds to all the old scouts that I had relationships with, yeah. and it was a lot of like, hey, we really like. It's such a bummer what happened, but no, yeah. right? Um, so I was like, maybe I come back, and uh, and then I just decided, you know what? I'm not going to go through the the whole rehab thing again. Yeah. I'm I'm throwing 82. It hurts again. I just didn't have it mentally. Yeah. Um, That's hard. I mean, oh, it was tough. Going through one surgery rehab is tough. And yeah. especially you had a I mean, I went through a Tommy John. I can't oh, imagine I the um, you know, the the ball socket or whatever it, replacement yeah, it you had fun. to go through. I, I mean, mean, I still have no range of motion. Yeah. It's tough, but uh yeah, I decided to call it quits. Same kind of emotional ride where I was I mean, bummed. What am I going to do with my life? I was a little lucky, and this is a blessing the surgery gave me, which is I found a passion in my life outside of baseball, which I never had. Film and television, which I'm pursuing now. Yeah. So that kind of lessened the load, uh, like the emotional weight of being done with not only baseball, but my whole personality the last 23 years at that point in my life. Yeah. And so that kind of made the transition easier. But, um, yeah, I mean, not easy. No. <laughs> Definitely it's, not. It's not. What was yours like? Um, Especially being so close. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I think the one thing I've noticed, especially doing all these, if you have something else, and even if it's ridiculous, mine was ridiculous. Um, mine was yoga, and I've mentioned it before. Yoga, yoga was my rebound chick. 
Um, but it, you know, as as silly as it is, if you have something that you can think about on something. a daily basis that drives you and at least motivates you in a direction, you have a shot. It's when you when you look back on the baseball side and think, now that I don't have this, what do I do? Or mm-hmm. there's nothing that compares to this, which there isn't. I'll be real yeah. honest. I mean, trying to be a big leaguer versus you know doing anything else, it's not quite the same, and it's it'll never yeah. be the same. But yeah, you yeah. just try to try to find your way with with what you're doing currently. And, and I'm thankful that I found coaching because that's been a. I mean, what a gift. Yeah, it is a gift. Yeah, it's fun. But I like I like the fact that you said the yoga thing and be it my base or my film and television or Zach's film and television, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the guys that are still playing currently, the guys in the minor leagues yep. that are the happiest in terms of my buddies, are the guys that are pursuing other things while they're doing their baseball career. Interesting. Tim Elliott is, I mean, big into investing. He, he was okay. a fourth rounder for the Mariners. He'll be in the big leagues as a reliever probably soon. Okay. And he's just big. He's getting into music, investing, and he. Oh, interesting. All like that. Cole Wilcox started a podcast. Okay. And I think it's very important to have something where. Once you leave the field, you have another passion to pursue. Yeah, it's interesting. And it's easy in college, and that's why I feel for some of the guys that never got the college experience. Because in college, you get done with baseball, and it's, oh, let's go talk about girls, or I have some homework to do. Football game. Football game, yeah. whatever, yeah. And you don't have that all the time. And once you're, that's taken from you, it's very easy to go, oh, my God, I went 0 for 3. I'm going to sit in bed all day and think about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that like? I don't know. That's never the, been me. The, the worst. <laughs> Freaking worst. All consuming. I know, right? So, okay, so film and television now. Yeah. That's exciting, man. Good I'm loving you. it. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing is, is I'm getting to kind of pair my love for baseball in that. I mean, oh, yeah, it's interesting. So I'm working on a show, a pilot right now that I'm writing about baseball. Okay. Um, Yeah, so that, I mean, I think that's pretty What's cool. the pilot about? Give me Little more. League. It's about Little League and Little League parents. Okay. And, uh... About how crazy Little League parents are, which I'm sure you can attest to. There's some. Yeah, there's I don't some. Think, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy how into it you get, and I don't think anybody's hands are clean necessarily. So you know my idea, and that you can Give never it do me. it. Give it to me. So, you know, obviously, you have the dad that's yelling at his kid. Of course. And, you know, or, or whatever. He's yelling at somebody. They can't hit. They suck. My idea is, like, almost like punk. Did you bring, like, Randy Johnson or somebody be like, all right, buddy, here you go. Yeah, Here's you Randy it. Johnson. Your turn. You Let's go. My, uh, and you film it. My, that would be, I mean, great. And like a little pros versus Joe's yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that type of that thing. Show. Yeah. My, uh, my dad worked for the Dodgers in, um, like on the film and television side. Yeah. Producing, as you know, obviously. Yep. I don't know why I'm telling you. But he was at a spring training one time, and it was when Tommy Lasorda was coaching. Uh-huh. And there were these two guys at spring training just heckling him. Come on, old man, throw a strike, that kind of thing. Yeah. He goes, really? You got it? Stand in the box. Yeah. He goes, really? You're, you're going to let me hit on the field? Yeah. So the guy comes in, stands in the box. Tommy Lasorda's about to throw him some batting practice. He goes, you ready? He goes, yep. Drills him in the back and says, get off the field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tommy. God yeah. bless him. Yeah, there's some good stories. Oh, there's some. Yeah. Boy, we could do a whole podcast on Tommy stories. Yes. But yeah, Tommy's the best. Hilarious. Uh, God, I could that see. guy's all stoked. Like, I'm about to hit batting practice yeah. off Tommy Lasorda. Yeah, Tommy just drills get him in the back. Get out of the field. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that, that's good. Good way to segue. But so we always finish with a... A funny story yeah so do you have like when you look back at your career what's a what's a good one that is something I mean, you can tell well something you can tell is important yeah. Yeah. i'm sure um yeah it's i mean there's so many little things on a daily basis especially playing in the sec yeah i mean culture shock i know you did the uh the barbecues at mississippi yep, state absolutely. which was very cool for you so so tell it what is that just for people yeah don't know. so i mean the cool thing is and the reason i ended up going to the south for school um was because of they just care so much. I mean, that's their professional sports. Thing. Yeah, for sure. So Keith, when when Keith was there, it was you're getting heckled by all these fans, right? Yeah. Be it Mississippi State, LSU, and I mean, they're they're pretty gnarly. Yeah, I remember for sure. Yeah, they LSU, know everything about you. LSU's our first opening weekend, and my sister's there. My whole family comes out there, and I remember my sister turning to my dad and going, "Like, are they yelling my name?" <laughs> and my dad's like, "Come on, Hannah. Like, who do you think you are? They're yeah. yelling." And they were chanting my sister's name oh, when yeah. I'm up to bat and just, you're an effing idiot. Like, yeah. Blow holding, you up. Yeah, blowing sure. you up. And then after the game, 
they're cooking you barbecue yeah. and going, hey, great game, bud. <laughs> LSU, they're giving you the beads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. After, I mean, after they whoop up on us, they're a little nicer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, that or getting. Hey, how about the uh, the voodoo dolls? Uh, okay, LSU, I never saw that, but LSU you, you got to tell that dolls. story. Yeah, no. So when I was in the bullpen, they had voodoo dolls, you know, little gator dolls with the numbers <laughs> yeah. of the the guys on the team, and they're sticking pins in while Crazy. I'm warming up to throw a game. But you nuts. wouldn't have it any other way. No, like, how it was, sick it was the, is that? It was the best. I mean, one of my favorite stories, and then I'll get to the funny one, is being in the Ole Miss bullpen. And you know how they have all of those fans out in right field drinking beers and yeah, whatnot? Yeah, for sure. They start heckling us, and it's just beer can after beer can, just a barrage of them coming into the bullpen <laughs> to the point where they had to get removed for the rest of the series. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. So, anyways, but SEC, incredible experience. Yeah, for sure. Culture shock, though. For sure. I mean, my first week at school, we show up to a lunch, a team lunch on campus, and one of my teammates has a dead deer in the back of the truck, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, he's driving around on a campus, Yeah. and I'm coming from Manhattan Beach where I'm scared of spiders. Yeah, exactly. And the guy's like, has a deer, right? So I tell you that, we end up, we weren't all that good from my freshman year, Yeah. and uh, we had just gotten swept from Ar- by Arkansas on the okay. road, come home late at night, get off the plane, you know, we're all miserable, all we want to do is go home. Yeah. We get a text from one of our teammates saying like, hey, team meeting center field. And it's like 1030 right now. Coaches leave. We start hearing some murmurs like he's going to sacrifice a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) What? We're like, no, there's no way. Yeah. A couple global freshmen like, oh, yeah, he'll do it. Then we start putting two two and two together. And it's like, this guy has a a dead deer in the back of his truck. Like, he might actually sacrifice a chicken. 11 o'clock rolls around. He's still not there. We're standing in center field, pouring rain. And we're like, can we just go home, man? Next thing you know, he's booking it from the clubhouse, butt ass naked with a rotisserie chicken in his hand, (laughs) digs a hole in center field and buries the chicken after giving like this Herb Brooks-esque speech about this chicken didn't die for nothing. He's going to turn our season around, (laughs) buries it in center field, still there to this day. Yeah. And starts dancing around it naked, singing hymns and whatnot. And we ended up going three for three on the next series, making the SEC tournament. Oh, my gosh. Thanks to that chicken. Yeah, thanks to that chicken. <laughs> that chicken sacrificed his life for the yeah, Georgia Bulldogs. Exactly. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That's, there but it is. that's That's the best thing is the stories. I mean, yeah. truly, when you say come up with a funny story, I mean, so many little anecdotes. I know. You, you, know? Could, you could go so many different directions with that. It's so true. That. It's amazing. You got any good ones off the top of your head? Oh, man. Let me think about it for a second. I know you told your um, your uh, the sushi chef story the other day. Yeah, so we won't tell it again. But that is my favorite baseball story <laughs> Dude, of all time. It's great. It's it's just one of those things where like it, it perfectly uh, encompasses the whole experience. And you of, couldn't like, write that if you watched no. it in a movie. You're going, come on, yeah, be real. No, no, it's it's God. It was great. It was it was so good. Um, good story. So how about I don't know if I've ever told the LSU story. Give it to me. So we go to LSU. Have I told this one? I, I'm not going to go too far into it because I'm not going to in incriminate case. anybody. But <laughs> that's, that's always the worry, but, right? But here's what I will say: we uh, one of our star pitchers gets pulled in the fourth inning after throwing a few pitches off the backstop, like okay. literally on the fly. Yeah. And looks at our coach, Coach Lopez, and goes, "Why?" So that wasn't good. The the pitcher turns pitcher, and goes wide. Yeah, t- okay. when he, when after when Lopes he's is, yeah, when Lopes is coming to get him out. I don't think he'd allowed a hit, but I think he'd walked like four or five guys yeah, and given yeah. up a couple runs. And we were down like we were in the process of getting swept and down three or four nothing in the fourth inning, and, okay. and balls are going off the backstop. Not so good. don't say why. Um, then our shortstop Kevin Estrada, mm-hmm. who was my roommate, one yeah. of my best friends, and El Segundo guy, went to Harbor together, and then we went to Florida together. Lopes is telling him to, you know, hold the runner at second because, you know, want to keep him close sure. and, you know, give us a shot when there's a base hit. He goes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last, the final straw was, you know, we had, we were flying home and a few guys had decided that they thought it was a good idea to talk to the Tennessee softball girls on Naturally. the flight home. On the flight home. So, so that locker room speech was interesting, but the best part about it was, and in the, in the part that I will tell, me and Kevin went to L.A. Harbor. Mm-hmm. Well, Coach Lopez is from yeah, yeah, from Miracosta, San Pedro. Yeah, Harbor. yeah, he's a he's a Harbor guy, and you know we're supposed to be tough. And you got me who didn't have a great series. Mm-hmm. I I got a ball hit over the frickin' intimidator in right field by Wally <laughs> Pontiff. 
and I got Ryan Sheely asking me if I jammed him as a joke because it <laughs> yeah, was hit yeah, that, that, that yeah it was that much of a bomb and you got you know Estrada saying I know so we get back and there's a baseball diamond in it on the pitcher's mound and in the shortstop area it says fraud one which is Estrada and fraud two and so we were the we were the harbor Yikes. frauds for the rest of the year oh, good. until we started playing well until it turned around a little bit yeah so that was uh and deservedly so yeah if we're supposed to be tough we can't be uh struggling at lsu but it's now so it's, i mean lsu will bring out the struggle in you though. yeah no it, and they were loaded yeah was, that was our first, coming off the national championship that and, was our first series ever and it was alex lang who's in the big leagues now oh yeah yeah and we ended up putting up friday night we think we're the best team in the world because we're a bunch of freshmen right coming yeah. into lsu first series and we put up eight against alex lang oh wow in two innings and we're like we're up eight two we ended up losing that game i think oh. 28 to eight <laughs> To the point where one of our new... We had two pitchers come in late. The first guy, it's his first time ever throwing Semarine. Okay. Don't ask why. Yeah. They're just like, hey, do it at LSU. Yeah, yeah. Right? Let's give it a shot. It ended up being number one on SportsCenter, not top plays. <laughs> because he threw it about 10 feet behind the batter. Didn't even acknowledge it. Picks up some dirt, rubs it off, goes again. <laughs> he gets yanked. Okay. Then we bring in another guy who proceeds... We're down 20 at this point. To hit three guys in a row with curveballs. Walk in some runs. And they start screaming that they should charge the mound because yeah. they're doing it all on purpose. Yep, it's just crazy there. Yeah, I love no, it. I know it's the best. That's that's why we went there, right? It's so to true. To get that experience. It's so true. But I appreciate it, man. It's great seeing you. Love talking to you. Yeah, miss always. You. Yeah, miss you too. Let's get some uh, apple pan or pie and burger. There you go. Got to get the pie. The I'll best. never forget. I went with your dad, and we're 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 going over the menu, and I think we're finished. And he goes, "What kind of pie are you getting?" I'm like, "I don't." Know. He's like, "No, no." You got to get the pie. You got to get the pie. Yeah, exactly. That's well, why we're here. Pie and burger catered at your wedding, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. I mean, did. what a move. Yeah, it was great. Backyard wedding, That's barbecue. That's the way to yeah, do it. It was good. Good so, stuff. Thanks, man. Appreciate thanks, it. Keith. Great seeing you. Always. All right. Thanks so much for listening. And this is uh, one of those great lessons that we always talk about as coaches is that the things that make you great in sports, and in this case, baseball, can also make you great in other aspects of life. And, you know, for me, I've kind of stuck in the, sp uh, in the sport, in the game, and really don't know a ton else. But I've noticed with a lot of guests that, you know, what, what makes them great in baseball now has made them great in something else. And it's cool to see Will, you know, kind of changing directions and moving into the, the film and TV side and you know, what made him great in baseball, I know will make him great as well, you know, on the TV side. So it was great chatting with him. He's such a good kid. And I think, you know, as you'll see, you'll probably hear from him in years to come as he does some cool stuff. So thanks again for listening. Have a good one.